Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroyed. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them, blessed are those slaves. But know this, If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Do not be afraid. That's how Jesus starts our reading this morning, which always kind of makes me laugh, because there are certain things we say to each other, certain phrases that are guaranteed to get the opposite reaction. Like telling someone who's, who's really upset to, to just calm down, which I have to tell you has not worked well for me over 10 years of marriage. <laughs> or like when Penny comes to me and says, um, all right, Daddy, uh, I don't want you to worry. (laughs) Too late. What happened now? Or like when someone says, okay, don't be mad. (laughs) You just know that whatever you're about to hear is going to make you mad, right? Do not be afraid. The Bible is filled with commands to not be afraid. And often in the New Testament, these words are spoken by angels. Like when an angel appeared to Zechariah to tell him his wife Elizabeth would give birth to John the Baptist, those were the first words the angel spoke. Do not be afraid. Or when an angel came to Mary to tell her that she would give birth to Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, it was the same words, do not be afraid. When the angels appeared to the shepherds to tell them the good news, that's what they sang from the heavens, do not be afraid. And when the women went to the empty tomb on Easter morning and discovered the stone rolled away and the tomb was empty, the angels began to tell them the good news with these words, do not be afraid. This phrase, do not be afraid, is spoken in the Bible amidst situations that are terrifying, as terrifying as an angel showing up in front of you or the fear that God might have abandoned you, or the worry that things are hopeless and all is lost. That is when these words are spoken to provide 
comfort, and hope. So why did Jesus say them here? What is so frightening in today's passage? The answer is money. Fear of not having enough. A world that we cannot control. You see, this morning, we're reading only a few verses from Luke 12, but they're part of a much bigger section of Scripture that is all about money and possessions and the uncertainty of tomorrow and the fear that creates. If you remember, we heard it last week in the story about a rich man whose land produced a huge harvest and who decided to hoard it all for himself. And in between that story and what we heard this morning, Jesus tells his disciples not to worry about their daily needs, about what they'll eat or what they'll drink or what they'll wear, not to worry about having enough and not to worry about tomorrow. Jesus talked about money and how we use our resources all the time, more than almost anything else, actually. He knew that money can have so much power over us, that money can be such an impediment to faith in God. It's so easy to misuse, so easy to turn into an idol, that money can cause huge amounts of anxiety and worry. Do not be afraid. Most of us know what it's like to worry about money. And there's certainly plenty to worry about right now. We've all felt the impact of higher gas prices. We see our grocery bills and our utility bills going up, and we worry about how it may affect us and our family. We're worried about inflation and the possibility of a recession and the continued supply issues that are putting a strain on people. Young families like my own who have struggled to find the formula they need to feed their children. We worry about paying for college, making rent, covering the mortgage, how to fit bigger expenses into a fixed income. And all of that brings fear and worry and anxiety. And this morning, Jesus says to us, do not be afraid. So we're good then, right? I mean, problem solved, mission accomplished, I think. I think I'm all done. It only took uh, six minutes, Bill. How about that, huh? We're fearful, Jesus says. Well, hey, don't be fearful and cool. That just takes care of all our fears, right? If only. See, here's something important about the way Lutherans read the Bible. We don't just pay attention to what it says. We also pay attention to what it does to us how it impacts and affects us. Does it place another burden on us or does it set us free? Does it give us another command to follow and fall short of or does it tell us about God's commitments to us? Does it increase our worry or does it actually take away our fears and worries? The truth is that 
all the commands in the world can't just take away our worries and our fears. Commands, rules, laws, they're they're simply unable to change and transform us. And hearing a command to not be fearful or anxious doesn't actually help make us less fearful or anxious. At camp this summer, Penny has been memorizing a different Bible verse every week by putting them to famous songs. A few weeks ago, it was Philippians 4, 6, and We Will Rock You by Queen, right? Don't be anxious about anything. I don't remember the rest, honey. That's all I got. But how cool is that, right? That would make a great hymn of the day, Bruce, wouldn't it? On Thursday night, we were eating dinner, and at the table, I shared with my family that I was feeling anxious and worried about this Sunday's sermon coming together, because I didn't have any ideas yet. And without skipping a beat, Penny just turned to me and said, don't be anxious about anything, Daddy, and then just recited the whole rest of the verse. It was amazing. I was really proud. But to be honest... Her words, as amazing as they were, did not take away my anxiety or make me stop worrying. Maybe you hear those words, don't be anxious about anything, and they sound like an invitation to bring your burdens to God. But to me, on Thursday night, they felt like just another burden, another command, another requirement another thing I was failing at, another thing to feel guilty about. Like I said, just hearing a command, Penelope, thank you, just hearing a command to not be fearful or anxious doesn't actually help to make us less fearful or anxious. But you know what does? Hearing why. We don't have to worry or be afraid. See, instead of just telling us, commanding us to not be afraid, this morning Jesus offers us something much more useful. A reminder of why you don't need to be worried or afraid. And that's not about you at all. It's about God. Jesus tells us we don't need to be afraid or worried, or anxious, because it's God's good pleasure and joy to give us the kingdom, to invite us into the kingdom of God and to share it with us, to claim us as God's beloved children. When Jesus told his disciples to not be anxious, to not worry, he said, consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and if God so clothes the grass of the field, how much more will God clothe you? Do not keep worrying, for your Father knows what you need. Did you hear that? Jesus says that God knows what you need 
and will provide. And if you're like me, maybe you just want to shrug that off and say, yeah, okay, pastor, or dismiss it in some way. And so I'll, I'll just, well, I'll say it again. God knows what you need and will provide. God knows what you need and will provide. And those words, those words have the power to transform and change us in ways that commands cannot. They have the power to poke through the fear and anxiety that surrounds our hearts and our minds and plant a seed of faith that can take roots and grow. God will provide for you, and not just your daily needs, but also things that may not feel as immediate or pressing, but are really important, like the forgiveness and healing and grace that God offers to you, like the invitation into a kingdom that will never wear out or fade. And that, that is what makes it possible for us to not be afraid. All our worry and anxiety about money comes from a fear that we won't have enough and fear about what may happen tomorrow in a world that we cannot control. Jesus tells us that thanks to God's goodness, there is enough for everyone in this world if, we are willing to share. If we look to God each day for our daily bread, rather than allowing fear over an unknown future to drive our greed, if we work to create systems and structures that are just for all people, when our fears and our worries are are calmed by the promises of God, that's when we can live the way Jesus talked about in this passage. We can open our hands in generosity, trusting there will be enough. We can give away things even of great value, knowing that God has given us true riches that, that cannot be purchased and are far more valuable than money or possessions. We can examine where we put our treasure, our time, our energy, our love, our resources, and intentionally invest those things into the places and people where God is calling our hearts to be. We can understand that it is our responsibility to help create a world where all people have enough, that God is seeking to work through us to meet the daily needs of others so that through our generosity and love and care, other people can come to know that they don't need to worry or be afraid either. Do not be afraid. Just four little words, but somehow they are all at once a command and a promise and an invitation. So may you hear all three this morning. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Amen.